Oh, of course. Oh, of course, because you've never forgotten to turn your <laughs> mic on before. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, well, welcome to Cliff Notes Edition. Open a fucking book. I'm Kevin. I'm Stephanie. Do you have anything today? I know there's I, a book that you were. Yes, I am excited because. Well, fuck. Let's just jump right into it. Then. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so one of my favorite series is Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Yeah. And Ransom Riggs is putting out the final book of the series, and it comes out February twenty third of twenty twenty one. So very very soon. Yeah. And it is called The Desolations of Devil's Acre. And you have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, no, I know, I know the series. I don't know all about it, but I, I mean, you, you. In the last yeah. book, they the peculiars, um, aside from Miss Peregrine's yeah. clan, uh, they all lost their homes and they're stuck in this place called Devil's Acre, and so the title kind of gives away kinda, some yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, a little so, bit. It, I'm excited. Well, so excited. I'm, I'm excited enough to shake the table. <laughs> I didn't mean to. God. But I love Ransom Riggs' books. And he inspired Madeline Rue to write the Asylum series because Ransom Riggs uses pictures found from flea markets and uh, rummage sales and so on and so forth to write his stories. Mm-hmm. And then Madeline Rue, she likes to get the uh, scarier ones from like asylums and so on and so forth. And that's where she wrote the Asylum series from. So she became another one of my favorite authors who did that series. So it's it's kind of cool. Good. Well, I'm glad you're excited about it. I am. It's so odd to see you get excited about a book. So... Man, fuck you. I get excited about all sorts of books. I do. I can't help it. All right. Well, let's get a little bit of news before we get to our four books. Um, So this is from the Washington Post. Uh, It's uh, from October 26th. One of New York's oldest bookstores pleaded for help from customers and help poured in. Nancy Bass, it's either Bass or Bass. I'm going to go with Bass. Wyden, owner of the Strand Bookstores, took to Facebook and Twitter on Friday to say the business was unsustainable. Sales had slumped 70% since 2019 because of the pandemic and the company's cash reserves were running low. She asked patrons to hashtag save the strand with some early holiday shopping, noting that for the first time in the strand's 93 year history, we need to mobilize the community to buy us, buy from us so we can keep our doors open until there is a vaccine. The response was explosive. The store received more than 25,000 online orders over the weekend, causing the website to crash. Damn. It normally gets 300 orders a day. One woman in the Bronx bought uh, 197 books. A dozen customers asked the Strand to design their home libraries. Wyden's 12-year-old daughter came in to pack books for online orders. In store, Strand made $175,550 in sales on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, by comparison, it lost 316000 in September. Now, independent booksellers have struggled through the pandemic with 
one store folding each week on average, says the American Booksellers Association. Meanwhile, their top online rival, Amazon, continues with record sales and profits. Now, founded in 1927 by Wyden's grandfather, Benjamin Bass, a Jewish-Lithuanian immigrant with $300 in cash and a $300 loan, Strand grew into one of the largest independent bookhouses in New York. It is one of the only surviving bookstores from 4th Avenue's famed Book Row. Wyden shut down Strand on March 16th as the coronavirus began to sweep through New York. She furloughed 188 of 217 employees, expecting to bring them back within weeks when health conditions improved. I think we were all under the uh, impression that this, when we close, whenever they close down, it'd just be a couple weeks. I remember you and me looking at masks online, being like, "They won't be here for a few weeks. We might not need them by then." Jokes on us. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Strand reopened on the twenty on June twenty second after accepting accepting a paycheck protection program loan between one and two million dollars and brought back thirty employees. Wyden said she overestimated the sales rebound. She had to lay off twelve workers weeks later. Now, for every silver cloud, there is a dark lining. Meanwhile. She bought at least $115,000 of stock in Amazon. Amazon. The investment was disclosed because her husband is Senator Roy Wyden, Democrat of Oregon. The stock purchases enraged workers and members of Strand's union who accuse her of disguising the business finances. She's saying there's no money. Things are tough, one worker told the Baffler magazine in September. But no, she's spending her own money on an enormous stock buying binge, including Amazon, who was our competitor. She has spoken out about publicly. Wyden said in an interview that Amazon was not the chief concern for Strand and that loss of foot traffic because of the pandemic did far more harm. She said she bought the Amazon stock along with the holdings in other tech firms to maintain her personal income. I was a small business owner and everything got shut down with my income, she said. No website, no bookstore. I was just thinking that I should diversify my personal portfolio and invest in stocks that are performing. I have to keep my own resources going to keep the strand going. They are in, those are interconnected. We used up all the money we put aside. I saw there was an economic opportunity. The stocks were very, very low. And I picked stocks as a business person that I thought would thrive. So... It's good that an independent bookstore is still got some money back going, but uh, you can make your own assumptions onto the morals of what she did after that, buying stocks and an obvious competitor. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I suppose, but you're you're spending one hundred fifteen thousand dollars of your own money to buy stocks in your competitor while you just laid off one hundred and eighty eight employees. I mean, it may. And you got a one, anywhere between one and two million dollars in that paycheck protection that the government was handing out for small businesses. It it does seem kind of shitty, but if it's her own money. Yes, you can do whatever you want with your own money, but I don't know. That, that's sketchy. So you guys make up uh, your, your own opinions on it, on what you think. I, I, for one, think I don't think a senator's wife should be able to get. Uh, paycheck protection money from the government personally 
I mean, she has a business. I understand she has a business, but she's also the senator's wife. And anybody who has anything to do is, is in the government. I don't think your immediate family should be able to benefit from what you do in the government. But I mean, it's that's probably why me. she got it so fast, because there are tons of people still waiting for that protection yeah. money. Yeah, there are. Another one is a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, Maggie... Wufu Wong from CNN. This was published on the 22nd. Remember when you used to sneak a flashlight under the covers so you could read a book after bedtime? Did you ever do that? I just turned on the light and read. Oh. Now, a bookshop in Taiwan promise you similar, promises you a similar experience. Wu Guan Books is located in... I'm sorry for everybody in Taiwan. Kao Siung's Kao Siung's Pier... Two Art Center, a warehouse turned creative hub in Taiwan's second largest city, and it is just as much an art exhibit as it is a bookshop. Visitors make their way through the store in extreme darkness, except for the dim spotlights on each one of the book covers and reading lights on some desks. So you're shopping for books in the dark. Ooh. The mix of the pitch dark environment and the dimly lit books creates the illusion that the books are floating. While the rest of the environment disappears. I actually have a picture on the thing. I'll, I'll put the picture up either on Twitter or on Instagram so you can see it. But it does look like the picture, like the books are just kind of floating there in the ether. It's neat. Like in it's, Harry Potter. It's very neat looking. Um, there are 400 bookshelves in the shop, each with just one floating book. So not like full length bookshelves, but just like little book, like single bookshelf. Single book can fit on it. And it's got like a itty bitty spotlight right on the front of the cover. It's neat looking. Uh, this is designed so that people can focus on every book in an environment where you can't see. You your other senses will be heightened. Su Yu Shan, the shop manager, told CNN Travel. But don't try to cheat by using your smartphone to light the way. The use of flashlights and flashes are banned inside Wu Guan, and that is not the only rule at this experimental store. A list of tongue-in-cheek rules is printed at the entrance. They include don't shout when someone steps on your toes, step on his or hers. And if someone wants the same book as you, buy the book or get his or her number. <laughs> Harry Potter fans will also appreciate one of the guidelines. If you think it's too dark inside, pick up a tree branch and shout Lumos. Aww. <laughs> But ultimately, Wu Guan is so much more than a store, the store staff believes. There is a higher purpose to book buying. The bookstore slogan is Wu Guan Books, about soul reading. In this environment, you're free to be yourself, to communicate with your soul, your truest self, Sue said. That's why the entrance of Wu Guan is decorated as a traditional Chinese morning hall. It's a metaphor for visitors to let go of the images and judgments that have held them back. Visiting Wu Guan, it's to spend time with yourself and find a book that can resonate with you instead of taking Instagram beauty shots. Wu Guan Books doesn't care about having the biggest selection. Instead, it focuses on creating an experience. Although we don't have a massive selection of normal bookstore, like a normal bookstore, people spend longer times here to communicate with books, Sue said. The dark environment has helped people to pick up books they dare not pick up in other bookstores. Mostly erotic, but also books about souls, emotions, and negative energy. It helps people to summon up their courage to be rebellious or face their wounds. Hmm. I don't give a shit about what other people are look, you know, 
if I see a book I think is neat, I'm going to pick it up and look at it. I don't care if other people look. But I can understand that some people are self-conscious about the type of books that they actually look for. Some, I don't give a shit what people think I read. I'm just not really into reading erotica. Well, no, that's fine. But that's what I'm saying is that you don't have to worry about other people seeing what you're picking up because nobody can see you. All I see is a book coming off the shelf. And then you can take it over to a little table with little reading lamps and flip through it and see if you like it or not. So, I don't know. I thought it was neat. That is very neat. That would be a fun experience. Uh Uh-huh. I think I'd be better than the uh, the dark restaurants where you can't see where you're eating or who you're sitting by or anything like that. Yeah, that'd be kind of scary. I have to know what I'm eating because yeah. I'm picky. I'm very, very picky. Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new exclusive discount code for thebeardstruggle.com. Gentlemen, have you grown out that beard or are you just starting... Well, if you're like me, you began to notice pretty quickly that the skin underneath all that hair can get pretty dry and flaky. And trust me when I tell you, beard dandruff sucks. And the people over the beard struggle know this and have made it their life's work to develop the best products to make growing and keeping that beard as painless as possible. Over time, the ingredients in their formulas have proven themselves, not just because their customers have had enormous success with them, but because they have worked for centuries. They use 100% natural ingredients, never test on animals, and promise a 90-day money-back guarantee. From the day and night oils, the shampoos and conditioners, all the way to the ingenious beard straightener. They have everything you need to tame that face fur, and I use them, my beard has never looked, felt, or smelled better. Just ask my wife. So go to thebeardstruggle.com, all one word, or click on our link in the show notes and use our new exclusive discount code, AUDIO15, at checkout for 15% off. That's A-U-D-I-O-1-5 for 15% off your entire order. Go now and feast your face. All right, let's get to our four books of the week. Our fiction book is The Devil and the Dark Water by Stuart Turton. Stuart. It's 1634, and Samuel Pips, the world's greatest detective, is being transported to Amsterdam to be executed for a crime he may or may not have committed. Traveling with him is his loyal bodyguard, Arndt Hayes, who is determined to prove his friend innocent. But no sooner are they out to sea than devilry begins to blight the voyage. A twice-dead leper stalks the deck. Strange symbols appear on the sails. Livestock is slaughtered. Anyone could be to blame, even a demon. Then three passengers are marked for death, including Samuel. With Pips imprisoned, only Arndt can solve a mystery and connect every passenger. A mystery that stretches back into their past and now threatens to sink the ship, killing everyone on board. For fans of Stephen King, The Devil on the Dark Water brings a chilling new spin to the Sherlock Holmes detective duo in a thriller of supernatural horror, occult, suspicion, and paranormal mystery on the high seas. From Sourcebooks Landmark, came out in October. 480 pages. Ooh, it's supernatural whodunit. Uh-huh. I want it. <laughs> of course you do. I do, I do. I, I want know, it. I, I, know. <laughs> I can see by your face that you do. It looked it looked neat to me. I love uh I love detective stuff. I love Stephen King. Mix them together. It yeah, it, it seems like fun. That's the, the reason I picked to put it on here. Because there's a few other books I could have picked from and uh I picked that one because it's What's it called again? Put the phone down. 
trying to buy the book while we're talking. I'm going to get it and we can both read it like okay, we well, did. You can at least wait till I'm done recording. <laughs> Our nonfiction book, <laughs> Heroes Feast Dungeons and Dragons, the official D&D cookbook. <laughs> Another cookbook. <laughs> By Kyle Newman, John Peterson, and Michael Whitworth. I like doing the cookbooks. It's fun. Plus, again, 90% of the of the nonfiction yeah, 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 books yeah. are about politics or Trump, and it's just depressing, so I don't so I pick some more of the fun ones. So like, you know, grab this one. Ready? A tall tankard of meat and brace yourself for a culinary journey to match any quest. From I bet you'll never in a million years be able to guess who who did that quote. Uh, Will Wheaton. Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> From the D&D experts behind Dungeons & Dragons, Art and Arcana, comes a cookbook that invites fantasy lovers to celebrate the unique culinary creations and traditions of their favorite fictional cultures. With this book, you can prepare dishes delicate enough to dine like elves and their drow cousins, or hearty enough to feast like dwarven clan or an orcish horde. All 80 dishes developed by a professional chef are delicious, easy to prepare, and composed of wholesome ingredients readily found in our world. Hero's Feast includes recipes for snacking, such as elven bread, iron rations, savory hand pies, or orc bacon, as well as hearty, vegetarian, meaty, and fish mains, such as amphal, braised beef, hamlet, golden brown roasted turkey, drow mushroom steaks, and pan-fried knucklehead trout. All which pair perfectly with a side of Onyx Famous Fried Spiced Potatoes. We should get that for my oldest so he could take it to Nerd Club. There are also featured desserts and cocktails such as Heartland's Rose Apple and Blackberry Pie, Troll Tide Candy Apples, Evermead, Potion of Restoration, and Goodberry Blend. And everything in between to satisfy a craving for any adventure from 10 Speed Press, October 2020. 240 pages. I totally need a drought of restoration. Potion of restoration. Yeah, I need a potion of restoration. I think I think a lot of us do. I need like several. I'll just get drunk off of it. We've done a handful of cookbooks and I think that one might be I looked at some of the pictures. Some of the pictures in it are absolutely beautiful. It's uh, all about presentation. It is presented the, the food that is because it was a, a sneak peek type look you get like 19 pages or something and the food the food in it looks amazing and there's some pages in there that don't have food in it it's just you know atmosphere stuff like that swords and different you know type of dungeon and dragons things and the, the pictures in it are gorgeous and the all artwork on the front is amazing so this was this out of all the ones we've done We've done this one, the Golden Girls, and the Friends Cooks books. And out of the three, this is probably the one I want. The yeah. Most. yeah. Yeah. For our kids' book, Bill Nye's Great Big World of Science by Gregory Moan and Bill Nye. Yay! Science educator, TV host, and New York Times bestselling author Bill Nye is on a mission to help kids understand and appreciate the science that makes our world work, featuring a range of subject subjects. Physics, chemistry, geology, biology, astronomy, global warming, and more. This profusely illustrated book covers the basic principles of each science, key discoveries, recent revolutionary advances, and the problems that science still need to solve for our Earth. Nye and co-author Gregory Moan 
present the most difficult theories and facts in an easy-to-comprehend, humorous way. They interview number of specialists from around the world in each of the fields discussed whose insight are included throughout. Also included are experiments kids can do themselves to bring science to life, features photographs, illustrations, diagrams, glossary, bibliography, and index. From Abrams Books for Young Readers, it actually came out on the 27th of this month, 264 pages. It's a little more advanced for kids' books, ages 10 to 13, but I think that's just a suggestion. You can definitely sit down with your kids at a much younger age than 10 and get them excited in science. Yes. I was watching Bill Nye and Beekman's World before I was 10. That's when my love of science started coming in. Yes. Yeah, I started doing uh, the weird experiments and shit that my mom would let me do at home. Yeah, I'm very good at science. Excellent at it. But when it comes to science homework, I make the husband help the kids because of his love of science. Yeah. It's fun. And, I mean, it's an everyday thing. You know, everybody's always doing some type of science. Every time you breathe, it's, it's science. science. So, I mean, putting out a podcast, you're listening on your fucking... Little phone. <laughs> Come on. And I surprised him by taking him to see Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson. And during the show, Neil deGrasse Tyson called Bill Nye. And he was so freaking excited. <laughs> <It was> amazing. <laughs> called him right there or listening to him talk. It was great. I loved it. Now, our YA novel of the week is Magic Dark and Strange by Kelly Powell. The Bone Witch meets Sherlock Holmes in this thrilling historical fantasy about a girl with the ability to raise the dead who must delve into her city's dangerous magical underworld to stop a series of murders. Uh, and we already had a book this week that had the Sherlock Holmes type feel, but I really felt that you would like this one when I read it, so that's why I kept it in here. Catherine Daly has an unusual talent. By day, she works for a printer. But by night, she awakens the dead for a few precious moments with loved ones seeking a final goodbye. But this magic comes with a price. For every hour that a ghost is brought back, Catherine loses an hour of her own life. When Catherine is given the unusual task of collecting a timepiece from an old grave, she is sure that the mysterious item must contain some kind of enchantment. So she enlists Guy Nolan, the watchmaker's son, to help her dig it up. But instead of a timepiece, they find a surprise. The body of a teenage boy. And as they watch, he comes back to life. Not as the pale imitation that Catherine can conjure, but as a living, breathing boy. A boy with no memory of his past. This magic is more powerful than any Catherine has ever encountered. Revealing it brings dangerous enemies. Catherine and Guy must race to unravel the connection between the missing timepiece and the undead boy, for this mysterious magic could mean the difference between life and death for all of them. From Margaret K. Mickledary Books, I believe it came out on the, I want to say it came out on the 27th, but could have came out on the 6th. Uh, 208 pages, so it's a shorter one. Sounds uh, like a novella. Ages 12, says the 17, but it's really 12 and up. Um, yeah, 208 pages is 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 a is a, is a shorter. It's on the shorter end, but some, I could have that read in a couple hours. Yeah, sometimes you can pack a lot of story into a you know a short mm -hmm. book, so don't let that deter you. That would be a more of a book that I would go to because it is shorter and 
Um, unless I can get it on Audible, big books just kind of do me in. I get, even if I love the book, I start to get just so overwhelmed with it. kind of want it to be done, even though I love the story. So 208 books, personally for me, is... 208 pages, not... 208, 208 pages, personally for me, is, is about perfect. So, what do you think? I like it. I might get it. <laughs> she says with a coy smile on her face. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's all we got for this week. Um, Stephanie, you want to do socials real quick? Sure. Get out of the cold because it's cold out here. Yes. My my toes are falling off. Um, on the Twitter and Graham, we are at OpenAFING Book and I am at ECJBAT. I am Young ETAM6 on Twitter, Young ETAM on Instagram. You go to our Goodreads page at goodreads.com slash OpenAFING Book. We have the books that we cover on here. Um, the books that we do our research on, books that you know we're reading at the time. Someday, yeah, we will. We will get down to uh, update <laughs> now that now that the kids are back at school and everything. We'll, you have more time to, to once just I sit once I and, finally and get in. caught up on yeah, everything. I'll give you a whole list of all the books that we've covered, and you could put them in there. Okay. Uh, email us uh, openafingbook at gmail Come back on Monday for the end of our Halloween series. Yes, technically it is after Halloween, but Halloween doesn't need to end on Halloween. It can keep. Yeah, going. Halloween can last Halloween all year long. All the way up to Thanksgiving for all. I passed Thanksgiving to the night I before Christmas, the nightmare before Christmas. I said all year long. So uh, come back Monday for the third episode of our Brom Stoker series and see how it all winds up. Spoiler alert. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> uh, still got plenty of stickers over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash book. All your donations go to making this show as, as good as we could possibly make it. Tomorrow, Friday, day before Halloween, our All the Horror episode comes out. Please go listen. Uh, you can go allthehorror18.wixsite.com slash event or go hashtag allthehorror on Twitter. Uh, merchandise sales benefits scares that care that helps families in in need some of the i mean i've listened to all the episodes some of these episodes have been just absolute they've all been good some of these episodes have been absolutely amazing getting into stuff that i wouldn't have thought to get into super old movies and i'm not going to call anybody out here but super old movies some some true crime stuff that leads that that kind of parallels with movies that are out even though they're not technically based on them they're they're very similar so it's been a lot of fun. Our episode comes out on the 30th, which is tomorrow or, you know, whenever you're listening to this, it comes out 30th of uh, October. And then there's just one more after that, which is the Halloween episode. And that'll be that. So well, thank everybody for listening. Go rate and review wherever you listen. Um, Apple, Spotify, all of them. You can, you can follow us or subscribe or rate and review on pretty much any of them, depending on if you're on a computer or not. Go to your local library, uh, volunteer, bookstore. Uh, the first first story of the, the day was about, you know, a bookstore that needed help. And they were a huge bookstore who obviously had money to, you know, put towards mm. books. So uh, anything that you can do to help independent bookstores, independent authors out right now really helps. Uh, go to Stephanie's Etsy page, etsy.com slash slash shops slash Stephanie Young Art. Grab some of those awesome soaps she has. And uh, be my first sale. <laughs> online. Online, first sale yes. Online. 
for sale online. So uh, everybody, I, I, everybody have a happy, safe Halloween. Stay away from each other. Wear your fucking mask. Um, I know a lot of people are going to go out trick-or-treating. We plan on, on letting the kids trick-or-treat a little bit. We're going to stay away from people as much as possible. And I'm going to sanitize Sanit- candy wrapping, everything, candy wrappers. And, and there's going to be set rules. If there's too many people down one street or what one house, we're just we're going to wait or we're not going to go. So be careful. Enjoy the rest of your Halloween season. Have fun. We will talk to you again, I guess, if you come back Monday and listen to the end of our Brown Stoker series. And that's it. That's it. All right. Well, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Between now and the time we get to talk to you again, do yourself a favor. Go buy more books. I mean, (laughs) open a fucking book. That was the wrong name of the show. Go. See you guys. Bye, guys.